0: Welcome to Love Essie, the podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So uh, this week, I want to talk to you guys. I don't know why I enunciated uh, that so clearly, but whatever. I want to talk to you about Scoundrel of My Heart by Lorraine Heath. Um... So, Scandal of My Heart is book one in this series. What is the series called? I should have looked that up. I don't remember, but I know that it's the first book in the series. Ah, Once Upon a Dukedom, I believe is the name of the series. Anyway, once again, I wasn't planning on reading this book. But I had heard about the second book in the series, which I currently have on hold and uh the duchess hunt and that sounded really interesting to me so then when i was reading that and i was like oh wait but technically so the hero um the male main character from the duchess hunt we first meet him in the scoundrel of my heart so i was all like okay well i guess i have to read scoundrel of my heart first so i like know where i'm coming from so that you know to make it all make sense So this, that's really why I picked up Scoundrel of My Heart and decided to read it. Um, Because I, uh, oh, sorry. I'm reading uh, the blurb thing in the library app. And this book is at the beginning of an exciting new series. Um, So I was kind of like, okay, this book, Lady Catherine Lambert, she's our uh, other main character. She has to marry a titled gentleman. And then we've got Lord Griffith Stanwyck. He's the second son. So clearly there's going to be some conflict, right? I had heard on the Twitter webs, on the Insta whatevers. I have have seen the commentary before that Lorraine Heath can kind of have like, I guess what you would consider kind of bonkers sort of plots. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Because um, I'm almost 100% positive. If this is not my f- only Lorraine Heath, um, if I've read any other books by her, I unfortunately do not recall them. Sad face. Um, so, I- you know being very aware that this was you know my first book by her that i'm aware of again maybe one day i'll read something like i better wait i had to read this but at the moment as far as i'm concerned this is my first one i was like okay we're gonna see how this goes right you know we're gonna see how this goes and i started reading it and it seemed very you know typical and then she was like you know what uh let's throw in a really unexpected twist here that uh you wouldn't have seen it coming. Like I legit was like, what? what? What is happening? What is happening? What the fuck? I was very, very surprised by the twist. I did not see it coming. I will be speaking about the twist in the spoiler section only because this book literally came out March twenty ninth, twenty twenty one. So it's still like you know it's still relatively new like it's not new new you know it's it's real real close to the year it's closer to the year mark than it is to like its debut uh date but it's still fresh enough new enough i don't want to like completely fuck fuck that up for people but so i was not expecting this now you guys know i read historical i briefly thought Briefly mentioned when I spoke about Eva Lee's book, my uh, fake rake. Is it the fake rake one I'm talking about? I'm pretty sure that's the one. Um, There was a moment there when I was uh, talking about that book where I was like, oh yeah, it was because, yeah. So my fake rake, I think I just like saw people talking about Eva Lee's books and was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm going to read it. I This is the one that I read more so because... I felt I needed to read book one to understand book two. Because book two was what I was sort of interested in reading. Because book two sounded really interesting to me. And you might be going, well, what's book two about? Like, what do you mean? Like, why would you say that? Because book two, the Duchess Hunt, right? We've got a duke who needs a duchess. And guess who our other main character is? It is his like employee. Um, so I'm very curious. Like you know, like I was very like, wait, what? That sounds interesting. And there were people you know commenting, um, about how much they enjoyed it. So I was like, okay, let me you know, let me let me get on the path to that. So this is my first Lorraine Heath. Um, I enjoyed it. There were moments, though, where our main character, girl, lady, uh, Catherine Lambert, I wanted to sit her down and have a conversation with her. Because there were moments where I was like, girl, you're, you're annoying me. You're, you're annoying me. Um, so I didn't love her. I did actually like Lord, uh, Griffith Stanwyck. Um, as a hero, I enjoyed him. I thought it was really interesting where he was coming from. Um because I think especially in historicals, right, first sons all always are, you know. What one, one of the character aspects of a firstborn son is, you know, you have this responsibility to carry on this title To protect and increase or maintain all of the wealth that comes with said title, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you're a first son that's inherited something that's like falling apart, then all the, you know, sacrifices you have to make to get whatever these, whatever is in ruins back to whatever. And not to say that there aren't books about second sons, because there are definitely book series that focus on like all of the brothers and, you know, whatever but i thought it was really interesting how being a second son and some of the the connotations of a second son were explored right because a second son isn't inheriting all the wealth right depending on wh- what family you're from you're in not inheriting anything you're lucky if your 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 parent uh purchases a commission the army for you if this is set around the time where you know they're fighting Napoleon um if it's not set around the time where that's happening if it's not an officer's commission you know entry into the clergy like they're because trade is seen as like gross and dirty and what the lower you know unenlightened classes do you can't just be like, well, I'm going to go into the trade. It's like, ooh, boo, what? No, absolutely the fuck not. But also then, like, what are your options? <laughs> and who wants to marry you? Because you ain't inheriting shit. And women, like, like, it's just a very, it can be a very precarious position, right? And uh, there's also, like, the second son also is while being completely unimportant it's still also very important because if anything happens to that first son everything goes to the second son and you know could go down the line right lisa klepis is you know the ravenels like that's why west's brother whose name i'm blanking on right now ends up inheriting because like everybody else in the line who's male and first born has died <laughs> so he's kind of like the buck stops with it like had he died then west would then be you know uh was it the, was it a dukedom or was it an earl ah earldom I don't remember but whether you're a baron an earl a duke or a marquess, marquis whatever the word is because I say um marquise <laughs> Sorry, guys, I had to, um, whichever one of these are, it's always like first born male, yada, 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 yada. So I did think, I did actually like the way in which, um, Lorraine Heath looked at and focused on, you know, what a second son might be dealing with, might be feeling, might be experiencing, um. As opposed, because it is such a distinct, oops, sorry. For the nice friends, I just kicked a bug. Um, it is a distinct difference from a e. firstborn from the air, um, you know, instead of being a spare. So I will say, you know, that. Um, I do think it's, now this is a book, right? That's a first book in a series. And I only realized after I, like, started reading the blurbs for some of the other books that the characters, one of the characters, so Catherine's friend, actually has her book in a different series. So I'm curious as to what else is coming in this series, right? Book two's hero is from this book. Now, Griffin has an older, or Griffith. Wow, I think i've been calling him griffin this whole time and it's griffith uh anyway he has an older brother so i'm wondering if the older brother might be book three uh or if there'll be like a completely other character that we encounter in book two who ends up being book three but i hope that his brother marcus does get a book because i'm also very curious to know what happens there um even though we barely... We see him. we There's almost no mention of him before the like, specific plot twist. Once the plot twist happens, then it's like, there's a little bit of Marcus, but very little. So I'm wondering if a future book down in the series, I hope I would be annoyed if that were. And the only reason, like, his sis... Oh, and Catherine's friend is uh, Marcus and Griffith's sister Um, so she has her book in the other series, which I think is also interesting that these series are slightly, I guess, there has to be a bit of an overlap because her book, uh, she is book six because it's Beauty Tempts the Beast. This is in the A Sins for All Seasons, um, series. She's book six. When we are reading this book, Scoundrel, the Scoundrel book, Althea's actual happily ever after hasn't happened when we start the book. But by the time we are, you know, after the plot twist, it has happened. So there's, what is the word? Convergent? Concurrent. Concurrent. There we go. It's concurrent storylines, even though it's different series. um so I'm very curious to like see w- if there are any other overlaps between the two, or maybe because this was books the the beauty one was book six, it made sense because as you ended that series, it left you sort of in a perfect place to start the next one which um i like that it also did i will say this as much as i was like a little bit annoyed with lady catherine um i do think i want to go back and read the sins for all seasons series right which i believe is six books oh so now i wonder if this whatever duke whatever series is going to be six books too um but it definitely i was like oh okay Um, I'm now curious about this other series and I think I will, you know, be borrowing them from the library and reading them. Um, I will say that for that. Interestingly enough, so Allie Williams, um, who is on Twitter, who is uh, an author... As well as a romance academic, she has this like lecture series that she's been doing. Um, I signed up for a bunch of them. She recently did the historical one, and she specifically in her historical wanted to focus on you know, historicals that weren't centered around whiteness, right? Which that's not the case for this book. The everybody in this book is white. Everyone is white, and and as opposed to the Eva Lee fake rake where there is. Mention an acknowledgement of the fact that there are obviously people of color, and also wealth comes from you know pretty grim and awful places like slavery. There's none of that in in this Lorraine heat. So if, if you're looking for that girl, you ain't gonna find it. Now, as I my if you've listened to any of the historical episodes, you know that I constantly have this sort of thought process of you know on one hand how much world building do you really need to do when we have this sort of overall arching idea of what this historical world looks like and i did air quotes even though you couldn't obviously see them because this is audio (laughs) but you know let's pretend that you could see them because i just mentioned them so now they're real um And I keep coming back to that because this is the book one in a new series, right? And in some ways, I'm like, okay, well, what kind of a world is she building? Or how much world building does she need to do for a new series? Since it's, you know, this time period that, you know, has balls and dukes and things like that. I will say the plot twist, though, is unexpected. And so I wonder if part of the world building in where, you know, we see... A difference and a change will be around the plot twist I don't know um, but as a first book here's the thing Okay, sorry, thoughts if you're reading a lot of historicals aside what sets this apart really is that like specific plot twist I think it's a plot twist and the way in which Griffith sees himself as a second son which I think that often in other books in this category there have been a lot of books where we're encountering a second son as a hero but he is no longer a second son unfortunately his older brother has passed right in this case that's not what's happening here his older brother is alive and well and it has nothing like he isn't the main focus because he's now the duke the earl the baron no he's the main focus because he's the main focus end of story so i will say that is different enough that it it stood out for me again have i read all the historicals out there under this and no um in the lecture Allie williams brought up georgette Hare, and i've actually never read a georgette Hare novel and don't really want to <laughs> i don't care um, maybe one day I will, just for the his, you know, the purposes of reading something that was written at that time and whatever. But I've I I don't even think I knew who she was until I really started to participate in the romance landed community. Like I I think for people who aren't necessarily thinking of romance outside of like these are books I like reading who aren't necessarily doing critical deep dives into text or reading text in an effort to understand what the genre is, what makes the genre tick, what makes certain books work really well and what makes other books not work well. I think if you aren't reading with that kind of intention, you're not necessarily like you're, you're like, if you're reading what's available at a Barnes and Nobles, what's available at, you know, an Indigo, a chapters, I'm kidding you guys. So I got to bring them up. Um, what's available at your local library. Yeah. You may never come across Georgia Hare or ever hear of her name being spoken. Because again, I think that the Georgia Hare conversation comes up once you're really delving into what, what is historical? What does it mean? um, is historical today problematic? Because it's looking at things from a modern viewpoint. What does it mean? Like, okay, but wouldn't all historical be in that regard coming from a modern viewpoint? Because everybody's writing from today about stuff that happened before we were all born. Or thoughts in anybody's eyes, you know? Like, we were just, what is the word? <laughs> I was going to say we were all just dust motes in the wind. But pretty sure that's wrong but you know me um <coughs> sorry I'm just laughing at the fact that I was like we all just used to be dust moats dust balls um and then it came into being you're all like or no that's not really how shh, shh, shh. just let me have it just let me have it um so I guess for me, because again, I do enjoy reading historical. And I think part of why I enjoy reading historical is obviously it's a completely different world than the world I live in. It's not completely different in a paranormal sense. There are not ghosts. There are no, you know, nobody's turning into wolf, a puma, a bear, a panda, a honey baja. Um, But it is a different world. It's a world in in which women don't have the right to vote. Women cannot usually own property unless there's some really cool stuff happening with the law a world in which marriage is so vital because without marriage a woman has to depend on is a literal dependent on you know the benevolence of adult male relatives and often the case is, you know, they are not benevolent, they are evil, cruel, negligent, disinterested, yada, yada, yada. So it is, as as much as it's not a foreign world, because we're not on a different planet with men who are the shade of blue and have maybe a spur on their dick, um, it is still a completely foreign world because we don't live in that world today and it looks nothing like the world we live in today we do not go to balls no one is worrying about whether a gown is appropriate or not for a ball for whoever 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 we don't have dance cards that we got to fill out um we don't have a wallflower section for women who never get asked to dance right we are able to meet someone and go hang out with them and have coffee and the chaperone what what are you talking about what does that mean chaperone (laughs) Mm? is that a type of pasta like it, it it is a world that we don't know and can't visit because time travel has not been created or if it has, it's not being shared with the masses so by the way, same same, same diff um, so it's just the kinds of conflicts that can exist that would maybe fall apart in a t- current day context can exist in this, you know um quote unquote, historical context, right? Because in a current day context, it's like, girl, why do you need to get married? Do you need to get married or could you just go get a job? <laughs> um, and of course, I mean, are there arranged marriages in current, modern, contemporary, whatever? Well, of course. I sometimes, though, have a hard time believing the the premise. There's a bit of suspense disbelief my favorites are like we're having a baby we gotta get married I'm like do you or are you just weird why do you have to get married is that actually gonna work or are you just both gonna be miserable and show your child what misery looks like up close um so there are some like scenarios where I'm like Ooh. also air and spare now air and is still alive and well in any parts of the world that have monarchies and you know peerage systems or whatever um, that you know I mean the they, they're pretty sure they still got Duke wait actually I say this but I never actually bothered to find out does the UK still have things like Dukes like aside from the legit royal family I think they do but huh nobody's ever talking about them they must not be that interesting um so the historical right is a way to like see different kinds of conflicts in the setting that is very foreign yet not foreign if that makes sense um I will say for this book without the plot twist I think it would just be eh the plot twist is really what kind of has you going, wait, what? And I think it's because it's just a very like, I felt like this is the book I'm reading. This is where we're going. And then the plot was like, hey. And I was like, what the, what? Like we did a, a, not even a sharp one eight. I'd say like a sharp 90 degree turn. Like I thought we were going straight and then we're like, I was like, "Oh, we're we're going this way now, okay." I mean, i belong for the ride, but damn, I I didn't see this coming, and I think that's also why it works. You're also probably going, but are you gonna tell us what the blonde twist is, man? I will in the spoiler section, which I'm gonna stop talking now, and then the spoiler section's gonna be next, mm-hmm. okay? Okay. Okay, it's spoiler time for Scoundrel of My Heart. And I kept talking about the plot twist, right? So, the plot twist is that Griffith's father was uh, trying to get the queen killed, the queen of England, um, and is convicted and hung for treason. <laughs> yeah, treason. So... I didn't really go into the details. Here's the thing, Catherine, Lady Catherine, our our main character girl, needs to marry someone with a title because her grandmother has left her a cottage by the sea where she's had all like her her best memories are at this cottage. But she, the only way she's able to get it is if she marries a man with a title. So, firstborns only griffith is a second son he got an older brother marcus marcus ain't dead so griffith is not the one with the title they can't be together and it starts off with them like being really bratty and antagonistic to each other like almost enemies to lovers kind of thing and then you realize like really it was just like the two of you underneath it all care for each other but so there's a duke who's like i'm gonna choose a wife I want everyone to write in to me why they think they should be my wife. I'm going to choose one from these letters. We're going to have a courting period and I'm going to marry her because I got things to do and I don't have time to be courting women. Like the fuck? Um, And she's all like, well, a duke would, you know, that's the title. And he's all like, you would be perfect. And she's all like, well, I don't know. And so basically he writes in being like, you should pick her assuming she's gonna write a letter she actually never sends her a letter but the duke does pick her because the letter that griffith writes is wonderful the letter that griffith writes is wonderful though because homeboy is in love with her but he isn't like fully aware of that i think what's really interesting is that you can see as they spend more time together because she's trying to figure out what the duke wants and he you know is a dude who can speak to the duke to the duke as they spend more time together they're like wait wait why have we been at Oz this whole time because maybe just maybe but he's just like the one thing you want I can't give you like I can't help you achieve your dream and as a second son having dreams and not having those dreams be sh- you know shattered or destroyed or just like ignored is really big for him which I I think that's what I meant when I said like maureen heath really is showing us a second son who is aware of the fact that he is seen as the spare as not worthy of the same kinds of things that his brother is expected to like have and not in like i'm you know unworthy of living and i should die kind of way but it the it's really fucked up that the the spares just are like we're kept alive because we're needed in case our older brothers ever die. But we aren't we are society wants to define us solely by the fact that we are the spare. Um and so he has this whole idea to create this like exclusive club, right? And at this time period, right, if you've read historicals, there are you know, there's all these gentlemen's clubs, but gentlemen's clubs um are very much only open to the gentleman's club whites which is referenced all throughout any books from this time period whites is very for you have to be from the peer class peerage. you have like there's just so many stipulations on who gets a membership who gets access um bringing it back to Lisa Kleypas, I'm pretty sure West and his brother, whose name I don't remember, probably because I didn't like cold-hearted rate that book. Um, they mentioned how, like, even though they were Ravenels because they weren't from, like, the more, the better branch of that family, like, they didn't all actually have um, membership at certain, like, really ultra-exclusive clubs. And also in the Wallflower series, like, well, that's more of a gaming club, but whatever. Um, What's his name? Sebastian. Um, The club that he's running. Like, running a club is a thing that happens in this world, in this time period. But Griffith's idea of a club is not like it's a male exclusive club. He wants this to be a place where men and women can come together and not just for the purposes you know, for fornication, not just for fucking, but just like a place where people can come to meet other people and it isn't a performance and I say that specifically because one of the things that both him and Catherine notice is that it's really hard to get to know a prospective suitor a prospective you know wife whatever when the only times you're ever meeting are in ballrooms, right? Because there's a code of conduct. You can't really spend time actually explaining who you are as a person. Uh, like maybe you could, during a dance, share some of your interests. Eva Lee's My Fake Rake, uh, the main, the lead girl or main character girl, whose name I'm blanking on, but whatever, she did that. But because her interests were not deemed normal or normal for her she was ostracized for it so it is very clear that in this world it is really hard to get to know another person because as opposed to what happens in our modern day world where whether it be via an app a blind date you know you ran into them in a coffee shop you stole their laundry by accident you're able to go out to a public place and meet up with someone of either these opposite or same sex whichever one you're attracted to and do go on dates and get to know this person right you don't have to bring a chaperone you aren't bound by the rules of propriety to only be seen in the presence of a, of a person of the opposite sex for only one dance because if you do you know t- more than two it signals something like there At this time period, there are so many rules um, to how men and women can interact and engage um, and carry on a relationship. And so Griffith wants to have this space. Now, he's very clear that it's to be a space for people who are unmarried, because once you marry, you marry. Which one? Um, And for people who aren't the heirs. So all the men who are second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever sons, uh tradesmen who merchant, you know, sons of merchants who have a shit ton of wealth, but aren't accepted into um the rarefied circles of the ton because they, you know, aren't really aren't a a a, a family a what's the word aren't descended or related to anybody in the peerage. Um he mentions wanting to invite wallflowers right the women who aren't the you know the first diamond you know of the water or whatever what is it, is it first diamond of the water or am i making that up i don't remember but like there's this whole like you know oh, in some books you know there's the incomparable or incom. You know the the one woman of the season that's just like the most beautiful. She's either the diamond or the incomparable. You know, whatever the most. But what about all these other women who aren't you know the most beautiful thing to ever walk the earth? They don't need paper bags, but they're just not like top tier. You know, or they don't have the you know massive dowries behind them, or they don't come with you know connections, whether they be political or whatever. So. He's really interested in creating this space where people, where these, where men and women who aren't, you know, who are not necessarily given more than a, uh, uh, who are not necessarily given a second look because, oh, well, I'm trying to catch a duke or, oh, well, I need to catch uh, a homegirl with a dowry. He's like, well, but these people deserve to meet other people. And have companionship and have friendship. And could that lead to love? Who knows? That's not, you know, he's not like I'm just expressly out here to matchmake, y'all. But he wants to offer that opportunity. So this is what he dreams of. And he knows that like that can't help Lady Catherine get what she wants. So he's like, I'm gonna help her get the Duke, and then I'm gonna go and you know, be really heartbroken, but I know that she'll be happy. And then, of course, we get the plot to us where him and his brother get arrested with his father because at first it is believed that all three of them were involved in this plot. Eventually, after a few months, mu- I believe it's weeks, if not a few months, him and his brother are released because they realize that the two of them were completely ignorant of their father's plans. Their mother dies of heartbreak and ruin. They Everything is taken from them. Um, The title, all you know, everything that that entails. And everyone shuns them. Their sister who was engaged. um, Her betrothed breaks off the engagement. And they literally are fully shunned. Here's where it gets interesting. Lady Catherine, right, is like best friends with his sister. But once this happens, it's like this barrier. And she doesn't really like... She doesn't actually get to meet and hang out with Althea, that's the name of the sister, until after. I had mentioned how, like, Althea's love story is uh, the book six of the other series. So when we start Scoundrels, right, she's engaged to Chad Bourne, who breaks off the engagement once the scandal comes out. But enough time has passed that, like, now she is with somebody else, who is the guy from the book six of the other series um so none of this was what i expected i thought you know reading it i was like okay she's gonna be you know the duke has picked her she's gonna be courted by the duke but she's going to realize she loves Griffith. And that's her story. And Lorraine Heath was like. Mm, <laughs> no, no. What's going to happen is. We're going to have this treason plot. That you weren't expecting. Griffith is going to end up working at the docks. And just like. Becoming so much more. Not succumbing to his circumstances. But finding ways to rise above it. He's going to be a much harder. Darker man for it. Not necessarily bad. But there's definitely going to be a change there. Catherine is going to be all like yeah me and the Duke but realize that that's not enough for her I still think that there were moments where I was just annoyed with her and I think like she was all like he oh because he does okay Griffith does do one thing which I guess I could see where she gets upset but I didn't really understand it so he does put a wager that the Duke is going to pick her and the Duke does pick her and she's all like well he sent the letter in for the wager but I'm like but He had no guarantee that the Duke was going to pick you. He hoped that the Duke would pick you, which is why he wagered, which is why he sent the letter. But he also, you know, didn't know that she wasn't going to send a letter because everyone was like, you're sending a letter. She was like, yeah. So I was kind of like, it's not like you told him I'm not sending him a letter. And then he did the wager because he sent his own letter. He thought, oh, the Duke is getting her letter plus my letter about her that should help tip the scales but i was a little bit confused as to why she was so enraged i think we're supposed to believe that she's enraged at the fact that he did this because she's like oh did he not do it to make me happy did he just do it for money and i'm like okay but well, like you got two motives girl like two birds one stone kind of thing so that's where i was a little like girl i don't what what are you what, what are you mad about um And so that's where it gets really, that's where it, you know, sort of shifts and it's like, oh, okay, he does open up his club because uh, at first, I guess nobody wants to pay him. But then he's all like, oh, okay, well, let me find out all your secrets and then like tell them to the world unless you pay me. And then everyone's like, okay, I guess we owe you. And even the Duke's younger brother owes him money and ends up having to pay him. Um, And I think that's how she then finds out that like Griffith is, you know, not dead and reconnects with him and then eventually with his sister and whatnot. Um so I was kinda like, "Eh, okay. And so of course they end up together and I don't remember something happens. I think I could be wrong. I feel like the Duke ends up buying the cottage, her grandma's cottage, and sort of giving it to them as a wedding gift. And I think he also makes a wager of like, I knew she was gonna pick him. Um, which I which I thought was fascinating, which is also why I'm really glad I read this book because I was just like, wait, you picked her even though you had an idea that maybe Griffith and her were a thing? Like, but there were so many other women, what? Um, So it was just like, but the treason thing, I was just like, wait, what? Because I'm trying to think if I've read a historical where it's like, like, there have been, like, um, there was one I read, oh, was it, was it, oh, I don't remember the author's name, but this guy had been, like, held captive, like, it was one of those, like, lost that Waterloo thing and held captive, finally returns home and all that jazz. There was also another one I'd read where ooh uh, cha 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 oh my god okay I'm blanking um, on both author and title there's another one where he is a soldier and the chaplain um, or priest with them is killed and he has like the man leaves behind a daughter and he ends up marrying her and they have their one wedding night but then they are attacked and he believes she is dead and then she shows up on his wedding day Um, and then it's this whole like whatever. So I feel like the whole treason like we're trying to kill the queen is like whoa, I, was, I did not see that coming and I thought that was interesting and now I'm like, oh, I see why people are like, mm, she does some sort of like wild stuff because I'm pr- almost 100% positive at some point I've read a historical where one girl, like girl and guy work together. I mean, it's it's a very staple. I'm, it has to be a trope that I'm forgetting how you call it. Whereas like we work together or guy is helping girls so she can get third guy or the other guy and but then they fall in love and you know whatever so that's what i thought i was getting and then Lorraine heath was like well you like kind of but like my way and my way we're gonna like throw in a treason plot so then of course with this treason plot i want to know what is going on with griffith's older brother marcus because what we learned in this book is that Marcus is trying to figure out who else. So the father was part of a plot to basically kill the queen and overthrow the crown. But he's not the only member of the plot. He's the only one who is caught though. So Marcus is working to try and figure out who else was in this plot. So I'm like, oh, okay, so when do we get his book and how does he find out? I mean, is she going to do one of those where he's pretty sure he has this guy and guy has daughter and he's going to seduce daughter or ruin daughter to get to guy and falls in love with her but then what's going to be the bananas plot there that like takes a dark turn like you know is it going to be actually like it was never her father it was somebody else like i don't know i don't know right or is he going to you know in the process of trying to figure out who did this, get injured, lose his memory, be nursed back to health by some other random woman. And then, you know, like, who knows? Who knows? Right. All I know is is probably going to be a little bit a little bit out there it's probably not going to go the way i thought it would right which is why i'm also really interested to read the duchess on, because i'm like well what's she gonna do here because it's very like office place romance right the duke and his like employee who's a woman i think she's like his secretary or whatever but like how do they fall in love and what's gonna be the bananas spot there hmm questions questions i don't yet have answers for them um but I- Did I enjoy it? Yes. Like, it's not like I read it and was like, this was a waste of my time. I did enjoy it. Is it a book I would reread? I don't think so. I I don't. Um, But I definitely think, I mean, I obviously have to read the next book, but I feel like reading this book gave me enough information that I, going into the next book, I will understand the world that I'm in right um and that's really all you can ask of a first book i think in a series like that first book has to do and i've said this many times before anytime you have a series first book has to do two things right give me the romance because it's a romance but also help me to understand the world that i am in whether it is a world that i may be um ooh, what's the word a world that i am that's known to me, aka you know, Regency, all that, or whether it is, you know, a completely brand new space that I've never ever encountered or seen. Um, at least in that iteration. Like whichever it is, that first book really does have to do with that kind of heavy lifting. Um, or else you're just like, I'm not sure what's happening. So, you know, try again. Um but, yeah, now I'm looking forward ch- to the Duchess hunt. Um, I checked my library hold, I think uh, I've got a little less than two weeks for that one, so i'm 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 look glad about that because I do think that that will be um enjoyable, oh, apparently i'm eighth in line i started at number 46 there are 12 copies in use 32 people waiting in total three people waiting per copy oh oh my god wait a minute it's available oh so i had put it on hold at brooklyn public library because brooklyn queens and new york public library you're like wait aren't they all the same now so technically, in New York City, New York Public Library is the library for the boroughs of Staten Island, Manhattan, and the Bronx. Queens has their own public library, and so does Brooklyn. As a New York City resident, you can get library cards for all three. Like, you can get digital library cards for all three. So when I was living in the Bronx, I had the New York Public Library, and I got digital-only uh, library cards for Queens and Brooklyn. I now live in Queens, So then I got a real Queen's Library card that I had to update. But I didn't realize it was available. Oh, okay. So I'm just going to borrow it. Like, and we can just cancel my other whole. Oh my God, guys, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. I just got really excited because I was not expecting that at all. Like, at all. I legit was just like, okay, I'm going to have to wait at least two more weeks. And now I don't got to wait. Because it's here. So I'm gonna cancel my hold because it would be rude my hold when I I've just borrowed the book. Um <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna read the Duchess Hunt and let y'all know if it, you know, lived up to my expectations. Of course now I'm expecting, you know, some some, some wildness. So if the wildness doesn't happen, I'm gonna be like, better what happened? Where did the where the wild things go? <laughs> uh, not the book, uh, you know. You know what I mean. But yeah, that that is Scoundrel of My Heart by Lorraine Heath. I um, will pause here, and then it'll be time for gratitude attitude. Okay, it's time for gratitude attitude. So this week, I'm grateful for, um, I didn't have any plans this weekend and I didn't do anything specific. I just hung out Saturday. I actually spent most of the day just sort of chilling in my bed, reading. There was a bit of a storm and there was hail, but I was in my room with candles going and it just felt so like warm and cozy. I mean, it must have been awful for people who were actually caught in the storm, but because I was in my home in my bed just being like, you know, have some candles going. It just was it felt amazing. Um and I think it's been a while since I've had a weekend where I just don't plan anything. I usually plan to meet up with at least a friend, you know, cuz during the week I'm not going to lie. Once I'm done work, I'm like, go places, meet people. <laughs> what do I look like? A person with energy, <laughs> girl. Bye. But it was just really nice to just have a weekend. And I took like, I didn't take a bath, but I took like a ridiculously long hot shower. And when I say ridiculously long, I an hour and like twenty minutes. So just having such a chill weekend. And being able to have such a chill weekend so 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 grateful um the second thing that I am grateful for um so a friend of mine has so i'd visit her visited her wow words, I visited her in d c Anyway, I was in the bathroom. She had this like gorgeous tray with all these scents, and I was like, ooh. And so one of them was uh, Rose de Shiraz by Rituals. Oh my God, friends. Smells so good. Um, So once I got home, um, I like went and found the Rituals store, which, okay, my only gripe, their website sucked. Their website kept showing me their stores in the netherlands even after i put in my address in the united states and changed the country to the united states multiple times but anyway found the store went got this scent loving it loving it and i guess the third thing that i am grateful for this week so by now i'm sure y'all know that i'm like uh traitor joel obsessed well, tis the season for the butter toffee pretzels to come back. They are mini salted pretzels tossed in buttery toffee. Here's the thing, I'm not a big pretzel person, but pretzels tossed in toffee, <laughs> oh, I will eat that up, eat it up. And here's the thing, it's not available year round. It's only available like in the autumn fall season, a little, little bit into winter and then they're like Sire girl, more mothers coming and we gotta make room for other stuff. So every time they come around, I'm just like yes! I do have to pace myself because if I'm not careful I could try and eat an entire 10 ounce bag by myself. And you're like, what? These 10 ounces? 284 grams. But I, 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 I've been good this summer. I've been pacing myself. I bought the bag and I haven't finished it yet. Usually if I'm not, you know, ex- you know, using some sort of self control, I can finish it in one sitting. So I feel really good that it's been like five days, six, and I, you know, I will say there's not a whole lot left, but there's still some, and that's that's really all, all that matters. Um, So yeah, those are the three things I'm grateful for this week. I cannot believe it is like November, mid-November, Christmas, New Year's, my birthday. It's all around the corner. It was wild, guys. Like winter is dark now. You know, daylight savings came. This daylight savings, like last year's daylight savings may or may not have melatonin in it. Um, Because I will literally be sitting and like look over and think it's like 11 o'clock at night and then it's like it's seven thirty four and i'm like what <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> how um so it's been well but you know what it is what it is maybe next year will be the year that we stop doing this back and forth and we just pick a time and stick with it general you know say maybe one one can only hope one can only hope that we should be so lucky um but who knows because for some reason, they like doing this crap. And I'm just like, but why? Like Nobody asked for this. Nobody wants this. This is hot garbagio, as I, I love saying. Um, So, you know, that's this week of the podcast. Uh, can't wait to talk to you guys soon. Thank you again so much for listening. I appreciate... M- Oh, ooh, ooh. look at me not being able to express my gratitude because all of a sudden my mouth was like no 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 you wanted to say words but i didn't want to say them and so therefore they were not said <laughs> but anyway thank you all so much have a fantastic week and i will talk to you guys soon bye